The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. There's a team of paranormal investigators here to answer two questions about ghost hunting. Are ghosts for real? And... Why is everybody still white? What about ghosts? Ghosts are probably demons. Okay. What about, um, like vampires? Those are probably demons. What about werewolves? Probably demons. What about elves? Probably demons. What about gnomes? Probably demons. What about Thunderbird? I don't know anything about those. Probably demons. What about uh, like dinosaurs and stuff? Oh, those are probably uh, animals that have demons in them. Oh. Welcome. You're listening to OK Talk. Tonight on the program, we meet a trailblazer in the field of ghost hunting. If you've been a longtime listener of this show, you probably know who this guy is. It's Dalen Spratt from the hit show Ghost Brothers. He joins us tonight. He's the self-proclaimed leader of the group. Their second season is about to begin on TLC on March 10th. That's a Friday. So we talked to Dalen about some of his most exciting hunts, what the new season holds for us and a few other things before we get started real quick if you could go and subscribe to the show if you haven't already wherever you're listening to us whether it be at itunes or stitcher or TuneIn or google play you can find us there if you're not listening to us on any of those services also follow us on facebook facebook.com slash okay talk show like the page we put up a lot of cool stuff there have a lot of comments we get back to you that way. If you want to reach us on Twitter, that's twitter.com slash OKTalkShow. Follow us there. Find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash OKTalkShow. Watch that space for some exciting things. You can reach us via email, OKTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line and let us know what you think of the show or share any weird stories that you might have. We love those. And with all that out of the way... Thank you for listening. Let's get to the good stuff. We reached Dalen at his undisclosed location in Dallas, by the way, from our undisclosed location in Dallas, via the miracle of telephonic communication. Let me just first say, dude, I'm the first person that pumped your show, man. (laughs) 
like, hey, man, I appreciate that. I <laughs> caught the uh, I caught the trailer for your show. I guess I read about it because I get all the promotional emails and stuff, you know, being a producer. So I get this email from Destination America's people, and they're like, you know, these are our shows coming up, and one of them was Ghost Brothers. And I kind of had just, like, glanced at it, and I was like, oh, it's a show about a couple of brothers. <laughs> and and then I saw a preview or a trailer or something for it, and, and I immediately came in that night, and Matt, I was like, Matt, <laughs> this is the best idea ever. They're I was, actually I was blown brothers. Away by <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, like, we started talking about it. We spent... There was an episode uh, of our show where we talk about you for a long time, and I'm like, this is genius because everybody knows that it's all about the way that black people react to scary movies, and that's basically what they've captured. But at the same time, really articulate, funny guys. They're not BSing anybody. And so here's what's really weird, man. So my wife and I watch this stuff together. And she sees the first, I'm like, Marisha, you got to watch this show. It is classic. So she's looking at it and she's like, how do I know you're talking? And she's like, I feel like I know that guy. And I'm like, well, that's weird. So a couple of uh, like the next week or whatever, we had watched an episode the next morning. She wakes up and she's like, man, I had the weirdest dream last night about that Dalen guy from Ghost Brothers. And I'm giving her the look like, oh, now he's invading your dreams? Really? And uh, she was like, no, he was standing there. And all I remember, I was just saying, do you know who you are to him? Do you know who you are? And so today I get the presser and I didn't know you were from Dallas. And I see it and I talked to her this afternoon and I was like, he's from Dallas. She was like, what high school did he go to? I'm like, well, I'm going to talk to him tonight, honey. We'll find out. So you a DISD kid? Man, I went to DeSoto High School, man. Oh, what year did yeah. you graduate? In 2003. In oh, 2003. Wow. So yeah, yeah. you're a little bit younger than I suspected. That's a uh, man. Congrats right. to you, man, yeah. on getting yeah, up in that you. world. Yeah, my yeah. wife went to Skyline. Okay. Yeah. What What year does she come out? I can't tell you that, or else she'd hit I know, me. Right? But I know, right? She'd be a little bit, a little bit, a little bit before you. It's just nuts. I can't imagine that we would have been at the same, like, a football game or something. Really, the only Skyline stuff we ever do is when they get in the playoffs. We, we've gone right, and watched right, right. them. But, uh, That's funny, man. Cause yeah, my, uh, yeah, in high school, my ex-girlfriend went to Skyline <laughs> in high school, man. So it's funny, man. I know that's a small world. It's it real, is It is a small world. world. <laughs> I want to say congratulations to you. Love the show. Really just wanted to find out what you're all about, like, so you were born and raised in Dallas. How did you get into the para weird? Right, right, right. right. Uh, like, I said, like you said, man, born and raised in Dallas, Texas, man. My mother, she's a pastor of a church still located here in Dallas. It's called Church of the Blood Covenant. It's off Loop 12 in, 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 in the, the Dallas area. Uh, man, it all started, I used to go visit my grandfather. Uh, yeah, my grandmother and grandfather in West Texas. This is my father's parents. And, man, there's a lot of crazy stuff used to happen in this small town. It's a small town called McKamey. It's like 50 miles outside of Odessa in West Texas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember being little, man. And just a lot of crazy things happening in that small town. And my grandmother used to tell me all these, like, you know, ghost stories. And back then, I wasn't sure if she was just trying to scare me, you know, make me go to bed early. Mm -hmm. This was really things that happened to her. And all those things just stuck in my mind growing up, man. And I remember, you know, talking to my mother growing up with her being a pastor of a church. And you just kind of get that, that you know, that, that kind of conversation of, 
you don't really mess with spirits or, you know, spirits or demons. You don't really play with stuff like that. Or the only ghost is the Holy Ghost. Right. Like those are the only spirits and stuff that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. But as an adult, man, you just start questioning things. Like you start really thinking about some of the things that you heard or saw as a child. And then when you talk to people your own, you know, age, like me talking to Juwan and Marcus and realizing that they had similar circumstances, it's just like, man, come on, man. Like we, you know, how old were we at the time? Maybe 25. Like, man, we're 25 at the time. Man, we ain't got to ask our mama for permission. Like, <laughs> let's go let's go see for ourselves, man, what's really going on. And then next thing you know, man, <laughs> you're on your second season of a hit TV show, man. That's crazy. That's, so it's, yeah. it's funny how different that is because when I was growing up, I a lot of my family – or a few members of my family were really big into paranormal stuff. I had an aunt that lived in Virginia, and she lived like in an old, old house in Virginia. And anytime I would go visit her, or she would come visit me. It was always like, let me tell you about what the ghost did yeah. last week. Let me tell you about what you know the ghost going up and down my stairs. So I was inundated in that stuff since I was little. So it's interesting to hear, like you had at least some family members saying, "Oh, you don't want to be messing around with these ghosts at all," and you're kind of, I don't know, rebelling against that a little bit. I exactly, because yeah, because it's, it's funny because everyone that tells you you shouldn't be dabbling in, the, in, the, in that thing or you know you don't play with the spirit world, they always have a ghost story too. So it's just like, yeah, how do you have a ghost story? But you're telling me on the other hand, like you don't dabble in this or this world doesn't exist. So I don't know, man. I think you got to ask questions for yourself, like for seek sure. knowledge and understand it for yourself. For sure. What did you do uh, when you did you go to school after Desoto? Or did- yes, when I graduated from Minnesota, I, mean, I moved, like, literally, we graduated, what, May 28th, <laughs> so, like, a month later, man, I moved directly to Atlanta, Georgia, man, and went to college, and that's where I met Jawan. We pledged the same fraternity in Atlanta. I went to Clark Atlanta University. Hmm. Were you, uh, was it, what, what fraternity? So, uh, Kappa Alpha Psi, uh-huh. fraternity okay. incorporated. All right, all so, right. Like, you, you you leave Dallas and you move to Atlanta. You know, Atlanta, they call that the Black Mecca. So, you're in a city full of black people. I was going to say it's the Black Hollywood. That's what I hear. It's the Black Hollywood. <laughs> exactly. So, but then again, you're around a whole bunch of people who were, you know, brought up kind of along the same belief system as you. Mm-hmm. So, you, it's not too much conversation about spirits or stuff like that in an environment like that. So, you know, meeting someone like Jawan is like finding like a needle in the haystack, <laughs> you know, in, in, in an environment like that. So what I want to know is, I mean, you say that in the intro to your show about how all these paranormal shows are a bunch of white guys running around scaring each other in the dark. <laughs> have you, Since you've started the show, have you noticed people coming out of the woodwork a little bit, uh, like black people coming out of the woodwork and saying, hey, man, since you started this, like, yeah, I'm I'm interested in this stuff. Either, you know, my my family was the way yours was or I just didn't talk about it much or are yeah. you are you feeling that now? Yeah, yeah. You have no idea how many messages we get from all kinds of minorities that reach out to us and say, man, because of you guys, you know, I, I took the initiative to check this out. Or I was always told that we don't play with spirit stuff either. Or, you know, me and my girlfriend just bought our first voice recorder, man, to go take some EVPs. <laughs> like, it's cool, man, to see people who, who always thought it was kind of something weird or thought it was something that maybe only nerds took part in or you're socially <laughs> awkward if you believe in spirits. Like, no, nah, man, we want to bring cool to it. Like, bring a little bit of life to the afterlife, man. Put some soul <laughs> to investigate it, man. And, and I think it was sorely needed. And, again, one of the reasons why I was like, you guys have got to check out this show. Like, all the way down till I was disappointed when it was, it was like, oh, man, the first season's already over. 
You guys have got to you guys got to check it out. Like it's one of the things that has stayed on my DVR. And uh, the other night we were rolling through a couple of them, just late at night, laughing, um, having having conversations about how kick ass you guys are. So when did you meet Marcus? He's a pretty uh, lively cat. Yeah, man. So I met Marcus. Oh man, that had to be. 2000, maybe nine, maybe because Marcus didn't go to Clark Atlanta University with me and Juwan, but he was in the AUC, which is Clark Spelman Morehouse. It's like four or five colleges mm-hmm. in one central mm-hmm. location. And Marcus was on the yard, like cutting everyone's hair, mixing, mingling, being that social guy <laughs> that he is on the show. And you just naturally run across people like that. And Marcus cuts hair like amazingly. So that's how we connected on the camp of the Clark, you know, just by him cutting hair, cracking jokes. That's great. That's so, great. Yeah. <laughs> how do you go from, uh, so the three of you meet each other, how do you go from that to we're starting our own TV show? What was that process? So Juwan and I used to work behind the scenes in television for BET. So we worked on the Monique show. We worked on Let's Stay Together. But we were doing wardrobe. So I was Monique's you know, wardrobe, her wardrobe team and Jawan was on the team for the show as well. And so we got to see how, you know, televisions were filmed because we were working behind the scenes in television every single day. And uh, me and Jawan were roommates at the time. And I remember just waking up in the middle of the night, late one night. And I think one of the ghost shows were on television. I'm not sure which one it was. And it just hit me. I was like, man, these shows are cool, but I don't ever see anybody like me doing anything like this. And I was like, I know that we just handle situations, you know, differently, not in a good or bad way, but it's just like, you know, black people are always known to die first in horror films <laughs> or we're known to run <laughs> or we're known to just like all these negative, you know, stereotypes associated with us in when it comes to horror. And I was just like, I wonder, could black people really investigate? Will we get different responses? Will we have different experiences? And I went to Juwan, I knocked on his door, had it been like five o'clock in the morning. I was like, hey, bro, you know what we should do? He was like, "Uh, you need to get out of my room first and foremost, it's five (laughs) o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And I was like, no, man, we should hunt ghosts. And I gave him my reasoning and he was on board. He He was genuinely on board and we saved up some money. We rented some cameras and we just took to it ourselves. And we just tried to do what we felt like an investigation should, should feel like when you're going out with no experience. And we caught everything on tape, man, and edited it up and put it up on YouTube, man. And literally, we did it, a, you know, kept doing it. And a couple years later, someone saw us on YouTube. And they just so happened to be working with Destination America looking for a very similar show. Wow. I mean, it's okay. It's funny I- how things work out, man. Because, like, we had we, – if you would have told us today this is what we would be doing, man, or this is where we would be – we would have genuinely laughed because we never would imagine that God would have blessed us to this point. We would be on our second season, let alone being on TLC. See, there's hope for us, Matt. See, we've been behind the scenes in radio for so long, and now look at us. You know, We're like, we can do it better than these clowns that we work with. So let's talk about your experiences in terms of when you started investigating things. Let's Let's talk, well, let's talk about Dallas real quick. Have you done anything around Dallas? You know what? I have not. I have not because, I, well, like I said, I moved from Dallas when I was 18, and I really haven't lived back in Dallas since then. But, uh, you know, my home base is Dallas. That's where my church family is, my high school family. Mm-hmm. And everyone that I went to high school with and church with, I've been asking a lot of questions, and I've got a lot of, 
you know, you know, inquiries about people potentially going on an investigation in Dallas. Are they cool so with what can, you do, your family and your friends and everything? Yeah, man, it's surprisingly everybody's cool. But like I was telling somebody else, man, it could just be because it's a TV show. Yeah, he's on TV. Yeah, everybody, so they're, they're cool with it. Yeah, yeah, you know, Miss right. Margaret saying, "I always knew he'd be on TV. I just exactly. didn't know it'd be he'd be chasing ghosts." No, it is funny. I had a teacher of mine write on my Facebook. It was like, oh, my God, Dalen, I always knew you were going to be on TV. I was like, no, you didn't. You had me in the office like every day when we were in high school. <laughs> the wife just texted me and said, tell Dalen I said, hey. Oh, there it is. Give it right back to her. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Well, man, I've already got a great idea. We need to get together, and we need to go check out the Baker Hotel in Mineral Wells. Mm-hmm. The Baker Hotel. Have you okay. heard about this one? I have not, man. I'm going to put that on the list. That yeah. sounds amazing. It's um, it's closed, and but it always – there's two things. I wonder if we could get them to let us to go in there. Yeah. But there's always like a, like just the other day I saw somebody, you know, had jumped the little fence oh, or whatever. Are people are sneaking in there all the time. It's big on the urban exploration list, and it's another one of these – Massive hotels that was famous with celebrities, Mineral Wells having, of course, the mineral properties in the water. Right, and right. back in the day, I learned this when uh, I was actually doing some stuff in Arkansas, and I was hanging with this lady in Wichita Falls, and not Wichita Falls, in Texarkana. And um, so the gangsters back in the day from Chicago and stuff would get on the rails and they'd come down south and they'd stop in like Hot Springs, Arkansas and go to the Hot Springs. And one of these people is Al, Al Capone because of his syphilis. The mm -hmm. uh, superstition was, you know, you needed to get this, like, you know, you take these baths and then you go down to Mineral Wells. And so this little run through Chicago down to uh, Texarkana and then down to Mineral Wells. And so this hotel, it's like had super famous people, was really elegant catered to the high society and uh so it's been shuttered for a long time but it's one of those places that i'm like every it's on my wish list of things to do around here yeah oh that's cool man we should get a group man that would be amazing it would be amazing would be amazing one of my favorite episodes with you guys is the jefferson texas episode Je from jefferson. season one when you guys went to the hotel in jefferson oh no 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 seguin oh seguin, in seguin texas. Yeah, Why did I think Jefferson. Yeah. Am I? I've just no, got Bigfoot man, on the brain. You said Jefferson just now. I was like, wait, that's where my mom's from. My mom and her eight sisters are from Jefferson, Texas. Are you serious? Like, how does he, he know about Jefferson, Texas? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's crazy is Jefferson has a really haunted hotel. Yeah. And really, uh, and we actually know some people around here that, uh, like the guys that run the website Cryptomundo. They do a lot of the, uh, you know, the cryptid stuff, the Bigfoot thing and everything. Right. Well, they have right. the Bigfoot conference in Jefferson, Texas. And one of the funny things is that all these people would come in for this Bigfoot conference and they'd stay at this hotel at the Jefferson that was really in Jefferson that was really haunted. So I don't mm. know why I got that one twisted up in my head, but it was Seguin where uh, Marcus kind of freaked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the hotel of death, mm -hmm. <laughs> they called it. <laughs> so have you ever felt like you've, like you've taken something home with you? So, okay. We like we always, I can tell people all the time, man, we always pray before we go into a location. We pray before we leave in a location. And we always tell whatever spirits are there to stay and not follow us home. So we try to take, you know, some type of, 
precautionary procedures before we finish the investigation. So I don't feel like I've brought anything home with me. But what I do, honestly, and this is honest to God, man, I, I feel like by doing this so often, I've opened up something, man, because I can literally walk into a place, a home or my my place and think that I see something for a split second. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and then, yeah. then it maybe not be there, but it's kind of like was something there. Yeah. But it happens frequently. Yeah. And it, didn't, and it was never like this before doing Ghost Brothers. Right. And I have a lot of gray hair now, man. I'm not saying it has nothing <laughs> to do with this show, but in the past 18 months that we've been really rocking with Gross Brothers, man, like I have a huge chunk of gray hair in my hair, man. I don't know, like, is, is that's like well, it, it's related? Something, it's something that we've heard from people that we've talked to and even ourselves is when you start to open yourself up to this stuff, you I don't know if you just see it more often or you're just more receptive to it. Right. Um and, and you'll notice like you'll notice things happening or you'll notice like, oh, that was a little weird. And uh right. yeah, the more it's almost like a snowball. The more you the more you get into it, the more stuff you start to see happen. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just afraid, man, uh, my biggest fear and I don't think I've ever said that in the interview anywhere. But my biggest fear is like I don't know, man, maybe <laughs> spirits becoming so comfortable with me that mm-hmm. then I always see them. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could deal with that. Yeah. Like, I don't think that like I, that could be a part of my day to day. Yeah. I think that would really mess me up mentally. So it's kind of like I, I don't want to <laughs> to always be seeing stuff like that and always being that aware. One thing I really love about one thing I really love about your guys show is um you seem to be at least having fun with it. I was having this conversation with a guy who's into this kind of stuff uh just the other day and we were talking about one of the other shows. I won't name it, but the dude wears a lot of tight t-shirts hmm. and they seem to like the, the bit now seems to be there's always a conflict. Like they go somewhere and there's and this happens with a lot of these shows where they go somewhere and either the group starts fighting with each other or the ghosts start fighting with the group or there's always some sort of animosity mm. happening and the stu- and you know your guys show you, you you take these things seriously but you're also not afraid to have fun with it joke around with each other play you know just have a have a good time cuz like at the end of the day you're hanging out with your friends and you're in, exactly. investigating these these cool I mean, w- ghosts or not, like you're at, you're in some of these cool, uh, you know, really cool places. These plantation homes or the uh, the Delta Queen places like that. Like these are these are cool places to go hang out and, and look at. So I like that. Exactly. I like that you maintain that attitude of just having having fun with it. And that's the way that we want to keep it, man. And I think when we first met with the network and they were you know interested in us potentially doing Ghost Brothers. That's one thing that we we set on the table. Like we don't want to be confined to what you know what the what this industry or this genre typically is. Like we want to be able to be us. And what you have to realize is you're dealing with three best friends in real life. Like these aren't forced relationships. If it wasn't for this show, I would still be at Jawan's house in his refrigerator or still <laughs> sleeping on Marcus's couch, yelling at Tina. You know what I mean? To, 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 you know what I mean? Like it's the same type of. We're best, literally in real life best friends. So if you put us in situations like this, humor is going to come out because you're with the people that you trust the most, people that you care about the most, and the people that you laugh with all day long. So you put us in a situation where you're scared like that, humor still going to come out even when we're not trying because we're going to make fun of each other 
to make ourselves feel better. Like, it's just so many different elements to it that comes when you have real-life friends really, you know, interacting with one another. So when do you guys film? Actually, man, we're still putting the final touches on filming, man, but we started filming back in, what was that, at the beginning of October? So you get about a good... We had about a good two months of solid, like, investigating filming. And then now it's just, like, putting the final touches on it. Like, you know, the narration of the show and touching up a little bit of the history and stuff. But, yeah, it takes a few months to knock out, you know, six to eight episodes. I I was looking at some of the places that uh, you guys are going to be going this season. What goes into uh, picking those places? So we listen to a lot of the fans, man. A lot of the fans send in locations that they think that we should check out. So I always make a list. So for people that's listening, man, I read every comment. That's not necessarily a good thing, but I read every comment across all social media platforms. So anytime people send in suggestions, I write them down. We do our own research. And then the production company, uh, Pilgrim, that we're associated with, they throw out picks as well. So, I mean, a lot of times there are places that we want to investigate, but then for the sake of television, maybe they aren't large enough or maybe there's, you know, red tape that you have to go through to film there. So that kind of prevents us from filming in, you know, some places as well, though. Yeah, that's that's what makes me wonder about the mineral wells in the Baker Hotel. I've got a place that you need to check out that's also kind of banging, just a cool place to be. But um, okay. Okay. it's uh, the Galvez in Galveston. Oh, oh the Galvez and Galveston. Okay. Now that's kind of okay. my that's kind of my um <laughs> that's, your neck of that's my area of expertise. I um <clears throat> I've kind of stirred some things up down there. Um that's a crazy place and a cool place it would be just a cool place to shoot a TV yeah, it's show. It's a five star resort on the beach built in 1900. Can't be that by right. the mob. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I'm going to have to write that down. It's great, and I know all of the people that you would need to talk to. And, in fact, if you guys end up shooting an episode of Ghost Brothers at the Galvez, I'm going. You're going to be a a guest investigator? I'm I'm, I'm going. (laughs) We'll be there. We will be there with you, man. Um, Because, see, this is what's weird with me. Um, I spend a lot of my time picking up, like, I pick up little nuggets of wisdom that – I have over conversations about little weird places and see we I describe like what we like to do is just legend tripping in that you know if I'm driving somewhere and I see a hotel and I've heard that that place is haunted I'm like I want to go stay there you know right. if I uh, if I'm driving through a little town and you know like up uh, up north in Aurora you know almost in the panhandle but Aurora Texas where the alien is buried supposedly mm-hmm. where a spaceship crashed back in the 1800s and they buried the alien there like i want to go and swing by that place and the coolest thing about it though is that we live in an area in the south but you know there's so much history that isn't taught in school right you know like there there's the 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 story and the plight of the african-americans and the native americans isn't told in white American public schools. And right. so there are all of these events that have happened that I think sometimes uh, because of their, maybe that they were kind of negative in nature or uh, they didn't, it, it didn't reflect uh, kindly on the people who quote unquote won history since history is written by the winners. And I think that the most amazing thing is, is finding out about stuff and telling a story 
And to be honest with you, I feel like when when you do that, there's there's some way that that location or the spirits that are associated with that location, like they'll come through to you. Right. It's like right. they want their story to be heard. And you're going to places where these hotels and stuff, a lot of the times the story is always, it always seems to lend itself that it's someone there that they were wronged, you know, that they. Right. And you were talking about um, how when you started doing this more and more, you felt like you saw spirits. I, I've told this to Matt before, but I read this. Uh, I read the book by the lady that they based Ghost Whisperer after the TV show with Jennifer Love Hewitt. All right, right, right. Which, by the way, the lady does not look like Jennifer Love Hewitt. Go figure. <laughs> it's a real shame. <laughs> but I, I found like her description of the way that she was. She, she was real blunt about her situation. She was like, "This is this is the way it is. I don't care if you don't believe me or whatever." But she is like a light in a dark room, and all the spirits are moths, and she can see things pretty much anywhere she goes. And she's kind of gotten to this realm of like, if you don't acknowledge it, they don't know that you can see them. But once a spirit realizes that, hey, you can hear me, I'm going to come run into you. Hey, I don't I, want no part of that. I know, right? I know. <laughs> and and I thought it was really, it was really um, scary because yeah. we've put ourselves in positions where we've been in places and there's something unsettling i don't care who you are there's something unsettling about being in a place and and asking a question and having a response yes yes <laughs> like how do you explain that like for people that don't believe in it and i have this conversation all the time with non-believers and it's just like me trying to explain to them like how like what's your like how do you explain something like that like it's, it's it's timing involved and like it's just so many things involved for your theory to be right. Like how can you explain me asking this question on whatever device, right. it's an EVP machine, and me hearing words come back that answer my question? You know what I mean? Like how do you explain stuff like that to people, man? And like I don't know, I don't know, man. It, it will you will go crazy trying to get people to believe what you believe. I know, <laughs> and I don't understand if it's just because they're. I do. I do know some people that are they're freaked out by the possibility, especially when you get them in a situation where, you know, I've had friends who've had relatives die and like, you know, like a grandmother or a grandfather. And um, they said that something weird had happened to them after that, you know, and I'm like, dude, that's these people that love you. They, they yeah. don't go away. The energy doesn't right. just evaporate. I mean, at a, at a certain point, it becomes harder to explain it away through quote-unquote normal means rather than just say hey there might be something else going on here that seems to be the most reasonable explanation at this point right right exactly um exactly. touching on something clint touched on a little bit earlier but i i noticed just looking at some of the places that you guys went in the first season um you seem to go to some places that had at least some uh significance to black history such as a, a mm -hmm. plantation home or a place that was part of the underground railroad was that a, a conscious effort that like you wanted to highlight some of these places that might not necessarily be noticed on a normal ghost travel show yeah we did it, it was brought to our you know the the locations were, were pitched to us and we thought that it was really cool but we just didn't want to go overkill like we didn't want right. the whole show yeah. to be about 
us doing, you know, black or African-American oriented places. Like we could do a slave plantation here, a stop on the Underground Railroad here. Like We just didn't want it to be overkill. Yeah. But those two places was really dope to us because we had never been on a slave plantation before. So to research it and other investigators had investigated, you know, the Magnolia Plantation before. But I feel like we were able to take it on from a different perspective. Like the story that we've always been taught with that location was that the, the slaves were using voodoo to cast spells on the on the slave owners in this dark and gloomy place. But when we were there, we were able to unwrap and talk to people and find out that these slaves were only practicing their religion that they brought over mm-hmm. from Africa. So when you have these slaves that have everything, their rights, their freedom, everything stripped away from them and brought over here forcefully, the only thing that they have to hold on to is their religion. So I can only imagine the only thing I have is my religion and my faith and me praying against these, you know what I mean, these, these, these slave owners or these overseers. And in history now, it looks like the slaves were doing something evil and, and, and dirty. But in all actuality, they were just holding on to that one thing that they had, and that was their belief. Yeah, right. So learning, yeah, so going into places like that and being able to look at history from that perspective, I think it adds a different perspective on a lot of these locations. Right. I think that the, again, belief being the one thing that you can't take from a person, no right. matter what. Um, exactly. And, and again, like with the Native Americans, the the people who inflicted wrongs on folks they may call the the things that the repercussions or the karma that comes right. back to them evil well that's because right. you did evil so uh, exactly. what do you expect to get you know and i think exactly. that's that's one of my favorite things about new orleans is the the only thing that all of these people from the caribbean and south america and africa the only thing that they had in common was religion and it wasn't the same religion but they got their chance you know congo square became congo square because that's when they got to go out and and do their thing and all of a sudden you have all of these different religions mixing and mashing and drums and music and right boom you've got jazz you know and um, mm-hmm. I mean, if I were you, I'd be like let's go to New Orleans all the time <laughs> yeah, right let's exactly. do a whole season in New Orleans yeah, we did a couple places in Louisiana last year, man. So we were able to, on our day off, to shoot up to New Orleans, man. So it's always, always a good, fun place to visit. What's your, uh, what, uh, what kind of golden nuggets can you give us from season two? What can uh, people look forward to with the new season, location wise? Man, season two, honestly, is bigger and better, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like as a fan of television someone who's been watching TV since the beginning of the day, man, like this show visually is amazing this season from the locations that we go to. We get to head to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So we're at the Rose Hall in Montego Bay. Man, we shoot over to San Jose. So we're at the uh, Winchester Mystery House in okay. San Jose, California. What a crazy place that is. Yeah. So just so visually, these places look very good and very enticing, man. So I'm excited. Our season opener is in Indiana at the Thornhaven Manor, man. So, yeah, we got some really, really crazy places this season. And that's March 10th on TLC, which is yeah. – that's a bump up too, man. I mean, I yeah, love Destination that. America for what it is, but Destination America – Not like, everybody gets it. Not yeah. available on a lot of cable providers, which is weird. Exactly, man. TLC, you're, you're looking at, man, like 50 million more homes. Oh, yeah. So TLC like, you get for free. TLC yeah. comes in on rabbit ears. I know, because when my cable got cut off in college – 
I watched me some TLC like a motherfucker. <laughs> right, right. It's true. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's got to be. I mean, that's. I, it, it's really exciting. So let me ask you this: with the success that you've had, and uh, where are you? Uh, what's next? Man, you know, next is for us to keep investigating, man. Keep seeking knowledge and asking questions and looking out for Ghost Brothers Season 10, man. (laughs) (laughs) Just pushing it all the way to the limit, man. And just have fun and continue to inspire people to think outside the box, man. Whatever that may be, step outside your comfort zone, man, and do something different. What's been either on the air or off the air? Like, what has been your most personally affecting thing that you've had happen to you or that you've seen or uh, noticed after the fact or just what do you take with you as you look back and say that that shit i cannot explain yeah tell us a scary story dalen come on uh man this one probably isn't scary but it was just this set everybody back and i'm surprised it didn't even make the cut man so last season we were able to do a segment on the today show with Lillian, Liliana Vasquez. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the anchor for the Today Show. And uh, she had never done anything, you know, paranormal investigating-wise in her life. So we went to uh, this place in New York, and she met us there, and we were investigating. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, man. It's slipping my tongue right now, slipping my mind right this second. But we brought her in, and we were dealing with the uh, – the, uh, was it the spirit? It wasn't the spirit. It was the ovulus. So the ovulus is a machine where it essentially has every word in the dictionary program. Right. That's the one that'll be like spooky. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you ask questions and it'll spit out words. And theoretically, you know, a ghost spirit could could communicate with you through this, the word spitting out of this box. So we were doing an investigation in this room where this woman had passed away. And uh, I think the word like grandma or something came up on the ovulus. So it's me, Juwan Marcus, and Liliana in this room. And some kind of way, Liliana took the word grandma as saying, and she said it kind of jokingly. She was like, do you think that could be my grandma trying to reach out to me? And we're like, yeah, you never know, man. It could be. And she, we was like, why don't you ask a question that only your grandmother would know? So she was like, okay, 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 let me get a question, let me get a question. And she was like, okay, I got it. And immediately when she said, I got it, the word pride came out of the obvious. It said pride. And then I just remember looking at Liliana's face, man, and her face went from a huge smile to like a look of like disbelief. And then two tears started to roll down her face. And we were like, whoa, why are you crying? Is everything okay? And she was like, the question I was about to ask was, is my grandmother proud of me? Like, she passed away before I was able to even, like, you know, get really going in my career. And I've always wanted to know, was she proud of me? Wow. So for me to sit up here and get in my mind to ask that question, and before I even ask it, the word pride comes out the, the ovulus. She was like, I've never in my life felt anything like that. And she was just crying. And that's the first time where I've really been, like, affected by someone. Because I saw how real it was to someone who maybe wasn't a believer like in that moment she converted over <laughs> and to see that was just like it was amazing man it, it gave everybody like chills Dude, uh, it, it just gave me chills yeah i'm actually taking yeah. a picture of my <laughs> my arm went went lit and you're right uh this is something that i never would have thought that i was before but i've become really empathetic and i think that when you're dealing with um 
spirits and stuff, they're like they don't they communicate in different ways. One of the ways is the the feelings, uh, emotions are a way that they convey their presence, right. and you become you can be in a room and get sad. Yeah. You can you can be in a room and feel joy for no reason or or whatever and and I can only imagine number one you f- you flipped her lid you know you did yeah so there's some yeah. some excitement in that factor but it's then there's right. also uh it, she's probably like that changed her life man yeah yeah yeah. And you can see it in her face. Right. Like, your face doesn't lie. Like, it's not the words that came out of her mouth. It was the look on her face that lets you know how sincere it was. Mm-hmm. And it's one it of those crazy. It's one of those things where, I mean, it, we can sit here and talk about it. We can play crazy audio. We can show you crazy pictures. But until you're in a room and something happens that you can't explain or you are right. there and you go back and listen to audio that you were a part of, and you get a response to something like there's there's nothing like that that can that can change your whole perspective on shit because exactly you know like you there's no amount of convincing you can do to someone that's better than something that they experience themselves and then their whole life's different exactly exactly that's man I that's agree. that's awesome it's a terrific story. Well, hey, I'm. I really appreciate the time. I don't want to take up a whole your whole evening, especially since I'm about to ask you, like, if you, you know, want to want to grab some something. <laughs> want to go hang out? Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> for real. Man. How long are you in Dallas? <laughs> yeah, so we uh we leave what I think Tuesday, man. We, we we get to go promote the show, man. Promote the new season. So I'm here for a couple more days. Okay. Well, um, yeah. obviously this would be cut. <laughs> You know, are you asking me on a date? I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So if you're here, if you got, if you got six days or so, we should figure something out between now and then. Um, yeah, if you're sure. up for it, man. I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool. It'd be a great yeah. opportunity for us. And um, like, if we wouldn't have just thrown this together, like you would be sitting up here with us. So. Yeah, I would have been. I would have loved to have come in. Now we're sure. definitely going to have to do. Well, now that we've broken the ice our second date we can um <laughs> you know this is just our this is just our hook up on the phone but now our face to face will be so much easier but that'd be really cool man i'm my wheels are already spinning like maybe we could go kick it uh dude and no and no lie like even if it's not going out to mineral wells like there are so many places in dallas yeah, yeah that's what i was saying like sons of herman going... hall or or adolphus or mm. wherever man i would love to look around dallas man like i said i've never done anything in dallas dude, before so it, w- that'd be cool that's what we should do is we should call the adolphus and um i mean i know the lady over there yeah call her tell her that we're bringing him and they'll give us the tour and uh we don't you know it can just be it could be something that you could use down the line. You know, the Adolphus is that old ass hotel downtown, the Adolphus yeah. Children's Parade and everything. Yep, yep. It's a yep. cool hotel. Like when I was there, I didn't really. I mean, this has been a long time ago, but just that one night that I was there, nothing really happened. But yeah. um, it's a cool place with a lot of history and it's fancy. I like going to places that are fancy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm classy. saying? <laughs> I like the classy joints a lot. Right. Um, well, Everybody needs to check out the new show. Um, yeah, give us all the plugs. Yeah, man. So we got Ghost Brothers airing March the 10th, only on TLC, man. So check us out. We got eight episodes, eight amazingly funny, scary episodes. 
So check us out every Friday, man. We're going to be doing Facebook lives after every episode. So yeah, I I had I one other qu- right back. I had one other question for you, man. How yes, does it sir. feel to be a trailblazer? And I'm going to see if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what you, what you, <laughs> let me let, let me see if I think that I know what you're talking about. You mean being what? I don't want to assume. What okay, well, um, well, I'm actually now my my uh, Facebook handle is not my name. But my okay. Facebook handle is now friends with a guy by the name of Deficio. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. Are okay. you familiar? Okay. Yeah, that, that, the fact that you said that, yeah, I actually, I am, I am. I, people have been writing me, man, about about the uh, the other show, man. Uh, what is it, Ghost in the Hood? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I wasn't able to catch any of the episodes, man. But, you know, from what I've heard, I heard it's a funny show, man. It's funny. It, it's funny. It's funny, but I think it's it's what you guys aren't. In that you guys are real and y'all are friends. I think there's a lot of stage going on with these guys. Oh, okay. Um, but okay. it's hilarious. I mean, it's real funny. And it is just it's it's like it's like the dolomite of the ghost brothers, you know? Like yeah, it's kind of exploitation yeah. in a way. Got you. Got but you, got but you. I mean in a good way. It's it's funny. But I, I think that that's dude, you've gotta feel this sounds so weird, but you've gotta feel pride in the fact that another network was like Look, there's Man. black people on TV looking for ghosts. We should do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, man, it, it, it's a it's a great feeling because, like, when we, we sit down, me, Marks, and Juan sit down and talk about this all the time. We're, like, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, we will forever be known as, you know, television's first African-American paranormal investigators, which is cool, man. Like, it's, life is always is all about, like, what are you going to be remembered as? Like, what did you contribute while you were on Earth? So to be known as something like that, I think that that's always cool, man. Like Marcus likes to say, we're the Jackie Robinson <laughs> of, of ghost hunting, man. So like we, we wear that badge with pride. But to see other people doing it too, man, other minorities, with whether it's Ghost in the Hood or whatever other shows that are on YouTube, I think it's dope, man. Like I want people to step out there and, and, and dabble in the paranormal and dabble outside the box. The same way we don't want people judging us, man, just for, you know, having a sense of humor when we do it. We don't judge any other team on how they conduct themselves, man. Like, that that's their business, you know what I mean? And, like, if they have a following, that's dope, man. It's just cool to see minorities stepping outside the box. What's crazy is what you guys do works so well that, I mean, when, when Clint first told me about it, I said, one, that's awesome. I, I, mean, I love the name <laughs> of the show. I love everything about it. But two, I'm thinking, why has that not happened yet? You know, how, how is that yeah. not? Because you guys bring such a you know a different perspective uh, on things, mm-hmm. and so uh, I think it's it's one, it's it's amazing what you guys are doing, and two, um, like I, <clears throat> it's it's almost incredible that you guys were the first. But I'm glad that you were because I think you guys uh, do a great job, and uh, I think it's awesome. Man, I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I tell you what, let me give you, just so you don't think that I would accidentally forget to edit it out and give the masses your phone number, let me give you my digits. Got you, got you. And you can hit me back, baby. Got um, you, got a pin right now. All right, it's uh, 214. Clint like Eastwood, man. Yeah. Got you, and I'll shoot you a text with my information. Cool, man. And um, I'm from East Texas. Like, I'm from Tyler. And, yeah, yeah, okay. And I mean, when you said that... uh. 
your mom's people were from Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, we're practically family right there, yeah, you know? exactly. Neighbors. But yeah, they don't yeah. understand how we go down in the big thicket. Yeah. Man, it, it's been such a pleasure. I'm genuinely impressed with you, and I'd also like to – I know some people over there in the uh, in the black Hollywood that are behind the scenes, mm-hmm. the, some moneyed interest over there, and I'd like to okay. – uh, I'd like to talk some shop with you. That's cool, man, for sure. All right, right on. Well, hit me up, man, and thank you so much. For sure, for sure. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All right, we'll talk to you soon. For sure. All right, Dave. (sighs) Dude, that was great, huh? That guy was cool as shit. You're all I've ever wanted, but I'm terrified of you. Seek my castle may be haunted, but I'm terrified of you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.